Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome, everyone, to the very first episode of The Debbie Delight, brought to you by the expandtheboxscore.com. I am your host, Ricky, and I will be joined each and every week with my co-host here, Stoops. How are you today, buddy? I am doing great. How you doing? Not too bad, not too bad. Our goal here on The Debbie Delight is to break down all the happenings in the world of college football, give you our thoughts on guys who should be on your radar heading into the upcoming season and leading into the rookie draft of next year. Stoops, what are your thoughts and your goals here with The Debbie Delight? And for me, the biggest thing is just getting some names out there that people may have um, never really heard of or they maybe heard the name, but they don't know much about them. So that's kind of what I'm here for. And also before we you know, got recording, I was looking through some some past rankings on like a 24-7, basically the, you know, when they're ranked in high school, five star, four star, et cetera. For me, like the biggest thing that I love, especially in deep Devi drafts, whenever you basically you find that diamond in the rough, essentially, um, so I got a question for you, though. Okay. Um, who would you rather have right now, Jarvis Landry or Odell Beckham? Oh, Odell Beckham, for sure. Uh, exactly. So what I found out, I was just scrolling through. They came out the same class. You know, they graduated the same year type of yep. thing. Jarvis yeah. Landry, five-star prospect. He was the number two overall receiver in his class. Odell was a four-star prospect, the number 20-ranked wide receiver in that class. Wow. Obviously now, you know, <laughs> depending on what your 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 strategy is in a in a fantasy draft, for sure. Odell's going to be your 101. I mean, uh, besides Saquon, I guess, but you know, in, in some He's going to be in the top receiver, 5. Landry's definitely not going to be in your top 5, you know what I mean? But Exactly. And and that's kind of my point being is basically you could have gotten Odell, you know, in a late second, maybe third round in a Debbie draft back then. Jarvis is probably going first round. Oh, so it's sure. one of those things where you basically you find those. It's crazy to think that he's a diamond in the rough, but he kind of came out of nowhere. Essentially, he didn't do too terribly much in college. He was, you know, people knew him. They knew of him. But when he started playing with the Giants and he had that one handed catch three finger behind his head, like he really got on the map. So, yeah, that was that, me, obviously that's what everybody sees, you know, itself. But exactly. So to me, that's just the biggest thing is you find those guys you can get second round, third rounds of Debbie drafts, whatever the case may be. And then they just blow up to be the next best thing. So I even looked at some running backs. Melvin Gordon deal. He's dealing with his holdout, whatever. He was the 18th running back in his class when he came out. So it's just crazy stuff like that. Yeah, that's insane to me. And like I said, I mean, and, and Stoops and I here, it, there's a lot of new stuff for me as well and going over some of this stuff. But it's it's looking at some of these guys like, you know, you deep find these guys. I mean, you need guys in the second or third round, especially, you know, in these deeper, deeper leagues. You know what I mean? I'm like in a 16-team league where there's a lot of, you know, when you're in 16-team leagues and you're doing rookie drafts and the rookie drafts are, you know, four or five rounds, for a long time I would just trade all of my third and fourth round picks because I was like, I don't even know who half these guys are. And then sometimes you, you know, like last year I got Philip Lindsay. You know, I think, I don't even remember what round it was, but, you know, it, it was... Guys like him, you know, I don't know what his, obviously his background story, et cetera, et cetera is, but guys like that are under the radar and stuff like that as well. So he, he reminds me of the same type, like Darwin Thompson, who's, you know, the rookie in Kansas city this year, he was one last year that or going into this draft, I should say, 
not a lot of people talked about him, but now that he, and his situation is ideal, obviously a Kansas City running back, it, given oh, the chance, they money. produce. It's just you put a guy in and they're going to do it. So he's kind of that same way where he kind of comes out of nowhere, but then everyone starts talking about him once he gets to that certain situation. So, yeah, I'm pretty excited about it because that's what our goal is going to be here. Is obviously we're going to talk about the guys, we're going to talk about the names, we're going to talk about the big guys. But our goal here is is to find those deep guys that we want to put on your radar come draft season and you know come through in the clutch for you guys. That's that's basically what Stoops and I goal here is. And actually, on today's episode, we are going to tackle the ACC. I'm pretty excited about it. Um, we kind of went back and forth to how we're going to approach the show. But obviously, as the season kicks on, we're going to start diving into what the previous week had for us. But right now, when the season's getting ready to start, we don't really have a lot to talk about other than what what's ahead, what's on the goal, what's on the agenda. And uh, the ACC is for us today. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to dive right into the ACC. Folks, we're going to dive right into the ACC. And the first guy, I guess, Stoops, we'd be stupid not to talk about because we just agreed to kind of jointly talk about them, is Trevor Lawrence. What do you think about this guy, man? This guy is 100% NFL ready right now. If you put him on, on an NFL franchise, I have no doubt he would he would just be the next best thing. I mean, his throws are on point. He's just accurate, and he's got a gun. He can just <laughs> rocket that ball in. Like He's just unreal. Yeah, I love watching him on tape, man. And you know, my favorite thing he does is is his ability to make plays on the run. You know what I mean? He he's able to he's able to make he kind of very kind of reminiscent of like a Mahomes a little bit. But I think in in my honest opinion, I think he's more raw and I think he's a little bit better and has potential to be better. Obviously, we're mixing apples and oranges here. But he was really impressive to me in that Notre Dame and Alabama games. I mean, six hundred seventy four yards and six touchdowns. That that's insane to me because I mean. Those are two really good defenses all season long. You know what I'm saying, Stoops? Yeah, exactly. And and he's got intangibles. I mean, I, I just I, I get excited when I see him. And we talked a, I talked a little bit about it when we were talking about before the podcast. I said I, I would like to see him maybe over the next – because I think he's got, what, this season and next season before he can go pro, correct? Yeah, he's, he's uh, what, 2021 eligible. So he obviously can't come to this draft. But um, basically after this – so the 2021 draft. For sure. I would like, I think between now and obviously, you know, when it comes time for him to actually throw himself out there, I think I would like to see him gain, you know, 10 or 15 pounds so he can take a little bit more of a hit and stuff like that. Because that is, to me, six six spot, you know, that's a that's a big frame, you know what I mean? And he's only like, I mean, I looked at his thing, he's like 205 and you could give or take probably 10 pounds there, maybe, I guess, you know, when you're listed weight versus whatever he is. But that's not a very, that's not very big, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's very slender, especially for someone um, that size. So I completely agree. If he could put on a little bit more weight, obviously nothing too crazy. But yeah, 10, 15 more pounds, just get some more meat on your bones. I, I think that would help him tremendously. For sure. Now that we talked about the A1 MVP of the entire conference, let's go ahead and let Stoops, let's dive into your first guy. Who do you got for us? So my first guy that I've got on here is A.J. Dillon. We know the caliber of this running back class is unreal. I mean, you've got your Jonathan Taylors, you know, uh, J.K. Dobbins, you know, the list goes on. But to me, A.J. Dillon's one of those guys that he's not under the radar. People have heard his name. They talk about him. Um, The craziest thing for me, and and I go back to the rankings whenever they come out of high school, he was only a three-star prospect. (laughs) Wow. There's some there's some late bloomers out there. You know, it's it's once they get to college, obviously much better facilities than I'd imagine what his high school was. I didn't, I don't remember exactly, but college has got to be way better. Obviously. Of course, for sure. Um, so just putting on, you know, some more muscle, he's six foot two forty five, which is a huge frame, but he runs a four, five, six. No one for someone that size, <laughs> 
that's a bowling ball just running right at you. It um, is. It very much so is. And he, he basically, his numbers are just outstanding already. His freshman season, he had 1,590 yards, 14 touchdowns on the ground. I mean, that's, that's huge. 299 carries. So he is getting the ball a lot. He's always um, that red zone threat, you know, short yardage type of situations. He's out there just gaining those yards. Last year, sophomore season, 227 carries, 1,108 yards with 10 touchdowns. So he's a touchdown machine on the ground. Um, Dude's a cannon. He's a cannon. Exactly. (laughs) When I was watching some, some film on it, on him um marshawn lynch popped out you know just just the the comparisons to them both you know bigger heavier compact you know they just want to they love the contact that's type of thing yeah their numbers were very very close to their 40 times um very very close so it's just unreal i was pretty impressed and i won't lie to you i i didn't know a whole whole lot about dylan but watching his game film that's one thing i i swear to you that's exactly whenever i saw him my exact idea was he very very reminiscent of marshawn lynch because the way he just gets in that hole and his legs, he just drives his legs. Because he's so big, you know what I mean? He's, mm-hmm. he's got that meat on his bones. So it's really impressive to watch him drive and keep moving and be fast at the same time. You know what I mean? Like, I'm six, I'm 6'1", and I'm 245, and I couldn't break a tackle <laughs> from anybody. You know what I mean? Like Exactly. But this guy's got, he's got a good build. Now, see, my biggest question for you, when I was doing a little bit of digging, okay? This mm-hmm. is one question I wanted to present to you. He's had 527 touches in two years. Is that any concern for you? Now, and now we're getting ready to head to another season. So we're looking at another 200 carries or 200 plus touches probably this year, barring injury. So what do you think about that coming out of, you know, because he's going to be, this will be the year I think he comes out. So that's a lot of mileage on his legs, especially since he is that bruiser back. You know, it is it is a concern. I mean, anytime you you put that amount of miles on on you through college and you haven't even made it to the big time yet, it is a concern. But what I've seen from him, I, I think he can take it. You know, again, and I I hate doing the whole comparison thing, but it just it's natural. It happens. It's For what sure. you do. Hundred um, percent. Marshawn Lynch. They fed him the ball, and when especially when he was in Seattle, they just fed him and fed him and fed him. So except for in the Super you know, Bowl. <laughs> well, yeah. I still can't believe they didn't run the ball. Um, no, so it's a concern, but I feel with A.J. Dillon, he's he's the next type of guy that can just feed him the ball, feed him the ball, feed him the ball. And especially with the way NFLs are running their offenses, very few have a true, you know, single guy. I mean, yeah, Cowboys, they've got Zeke, you know, and, and, and other teams have got their guy that they, obviously the Giants with Saquon. Yeah. So you've got, you've got a bell cow, but they've really, they've really gone away from the bell cow. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And obviously in college, for the most part, you're going to have your bell cow, you know? Yeah. There's some systems out there, but that's just how it is in college. I think so. Once he gets to the pros, he's probably still going to be a 200 plus carry guy. I believe that. You know, but he's going to get those breaks here and there. So it's a concern, but I don't think long term it's it's anything to really shy away from, especially in a Debbie draft or anything like that. I, I think he's just going to still go out there and produce. Yeah, that's that. Like I said, that's one thing that kind of concerned me. Obviously, I know there's it's college; it's a little bit different than it is in the pros. Like we said, they've kind of gotten away from you know two three you know two two hundred and fifty carry guys anymore. And you know, it, it, running backs are quote unquote a dime a dozen anymore. You know, it's a little bit of a concern, but I, breaking it down like that, it makes full sense. I just know that I love the bruiser style back like he is and he's gonna i think he's gonna be pretty solid in the nfl as well i agree my first guy i'm going to talk about is justin ross um from clemson let me tell you uh, steeps i cannot tell you 
first of all, obviously there's a lot to fall in love with on this Clemson team from start to finish. This is not the la- you know, this is not the last Clemson guy we're going to talk about today. But for sure, his big playability is what really threw this through a loop and just made me want to talk about this guy. 35% of his touches last year resulted in 21 plus more yards through the air. That's insane. That's a big time number. Lawrence loves Ross. Obviously, you know, he's got the other target as well. But 24 of Ross's targets came on first down. He had 64 targets last year. 24 of them came on first down. He's looking for Ross early and often. This is this team's filled with slingers. This team's filled with studs. But I just love the fact that Ross is just so good. He's got a big body. His hands are great. And I just love what he was able to do in that national championship game against Alabama. It was so impressive. I mean, Alabama, we all know they've got the cream of the crop. You know what I mean? But to be able to go out there and step up on that big stage and kind of do what he did to that team, that was pretty impressive, Stoops. I completely agree. You know, and and he was one that that going into the season, you know, you hear about him, you know the name, you know, he's a big prospect. But then to see what he did, it's, it's unreal. And like you said, against Alabama, I mean, what, 153 yards, you yep. know, that's yep. for anyone to to get that against Alabama. They've got, I mean, you name it, probably what, eight, nine, ten starters on their defense right now that are going to be NFL. Yeah, they're, they're going at some point. It's Hands down. to do that it is unreal against a defense like that amongst the others that they play, um, you know, throughout their schedule. So I completely agree. Justin Ross is going to be an absolute stud, I think, at the next level, as well as years to come in college. Yeah, and, and, you know, Higgins has talked about a lot on this team, and, and everybody's talking about you know, there's a lot of mouths to feed in this offense, but you're talking about college, you know what I mean? It's a little bit mm-hmm. different. Like, you you can you can feed three guys, you know what I mean? You can three, exactly. sometimes you can even four. But this guy, I'm telling you, I just, I, I, what it, I saw, I love his raw ability, and I just love that what, what he's able to do, and, and he's just is really good, you know what I mean? And, and this is another thing that I really liked about Ross. 54% of his catches last year led to first downs. You know what I mean? That's 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 25 catches that led to first downs. I mean, that's just a playmaker. You know what I mean? That's a guy that knows that you know has a nose for the first down marker. And there's not a lot of guys that are, that are that impressive on tape or let alone on the field that are capable of resulting plays into first downs. You know what I'm saying, Stoops? Because if if you look at it, if you got the game on the line and you need a first down, you go to this guy. You know what I mean? This is the guy that you're going to. And, and I loved watching him on tape. And I think that I'm excited to see what he does next year. You know what I mean? That was This was just the start for him. You know what I mean? This is just the start. Exactly. And, and just to, you've got to think when they're on the line that when the receiver and the quarterback have that connection, they look at each other. Yeah, they've got their hand signals. They've got, you know, certain signals that they do to say, I'm going to change my route or I'm going to go to this spot of the field. But it just seems as if they look at each other. Yeah, and they just know. And okay, exactly. I'm going here, and then it's just spot on, and he can find those holes. Like he's, I completely agree with you. Hundred percent agree. Who you got for us next, buddy? So my next guy that I've got here is uh, Ricky Person um, out of uh, North Carolina State, running back. So he was actually the second string guy um, last year for them behind Reggie Gillespie. My biggest thing with Persons, he doesn't have obviously the numbers, you know, that an AJ Dillon does. Um, he wasn't the guy last year, but this year. He's the guy. He's going to be their starter. He's going to be their essentially their workhorse there. Um, Gillespie last year had 228 carries and 1,091 yards, so to ha- and 18 rushing touchdowns. So to have that type of you know um, stats basically open up now, 
Ricky person, I mean, he's just going to take over that backfield. He's going to be taking over those yards, those carries, those touchdowns. So I'm very, very excited to see what he can do. He's a very patient runner. He waits to see where the hole is, but obviously doesn't wait too terribly long. But he he just hits it, and he's very, very elusive when he is out there. So basically to be able to showcase his abilities this year with what's basically being vacant um, from those carries last year that Gillespie had, I'm very pumped to see what Persons can do this year in that offense. Yeah, I'll tell you what, a few things I was looking at when I was looking at his stats is is the one thing, his senior year in high school, he had 262 carries for 2,230 yards and 38 yep. touchdowns in 11 games. That's insane. He And, and to that, he was only a four-star prospect. So yep. imagine what your five stars are. And that's, again, that's where that, you know, he... I took him in a Debbie draft that I had last season. Um, very, you know, a deep one. So I took him with that chance. But it's just one of those where... You do your research, you look into it, you see those numbers, and it's it, hopefully it pays off in the end. And and that's the biggest thing with this. It's all in fun. We're out here to have a good time, talk about numbers, talk about players and all that. Take a chance on a guy, you know, and I think this is one of those guys that you, you should be taking a chance on. I agree 100%. And my big thing about this is, and this is one thing that, I, that I'm going to talk to talk about him later, and, and I'm about to bury this a little bit, but Travis Etienne, did I say that right? Did I say it right? Etienne. Etienne, there we go. The one thing that I, that I liked overlooking at his stats uh, obviously you know he's he's the lead back Travis is the lead back we all know we all know he's great and we'll talk more about him later but the one thing I like about Ricky Persons is the fact that he catches the ball yes that's I I love especially in the NFL you know what I mean that you're you're reaching obviously like you said you're taking a chance on somebody like this you know what I mean it's it's a risk it is but you're not reaching too far you're not taking them too too high but if you're willing to take a risk on them now you've got a dual threat running back that's willing to go to the next level Exactly. And that's just the biggest thing is by no means, I'm going to throw this name out there and I'm not comparing them, but like a Kamara. Yep. You can give him the ball, run through the hole. You can have him go out on a route, pass him the ball. He's going to catch it. You see the same type of things with persons here. So again, I am not saying he's the next Kamara, <laughs> no. but it's that same type of play. You know, you can give it to him on a pass. You can give it to him up the middle. He's just going to do what he needs to do to get yardage for the team. Yeah, and I'm going to throw this out here before before we jump into our next guy. And that's the one thing that I want to kind of preach on. You said a little bit as well. You have to compare guys. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like you have to. Like people criticize it like, well, Mahomes is the next Aaron Rodgers or Mahomes is the next this. Or, you know, what are you going to do? What are you going to say? You know what I mean? Like you have to compare these guys. So when we're sitting here talking about these guys, this is what we think they look like. We're not going to say right. this guy is, you know, Ricky Persons could be, uh, you know, uh, a manager at Best Buy in five years, you know, for all we know. But we think exactly. he has potential to have the capability and the likes of an Alvin Kamara. Think about this as well. Alvin Kamara was not used right at Tennessee. You know what I mean? Like, he just wasn't. He was underutilized to a T. It's one of the biggest things that I'll never understand in a million years. Because what, you saw, what you've seen him do over the last couple of years is the complete opposite of what they did with him at Tennessee. You know what I mean? He wasn't... You know, going into the draft, he was not all that in a bag of potato chips, according to a lot of people. You know what I mean? Like, there was mm-hmm. a lot of questions surrounding Kamara. And then, of course, he's went out there and done it completely opposite of what we thought he was going to do. You know, I, you know, there's a lot of people that, you know, Kamara a few years ago, maybe, you know, he was on people's radar. But nobody expected him to come out and, and have the big playability and let the Saints go ahead and say, hey, Mark Ingram, you hit the bricks. We've got a running back. You know what I mean? Like, we've got a guy. But that's that's what the goal here is, is to say, hey, this guy looks like this guy. We're not going to say he's going to end up like him. But you have to have comparisons. You do. You know what I'm saying, Stoops? Well, yeah, I agree completely. And and to your point with Kamara, um, not to go on a tangent about him or anything, but it's one of those where in some other leagues that I was in, um, 
Kamara was going second round, early, mid-second yep. round, you know, so it's one of those things where you got a complete steal. Now, there were times he went mid-first round, late-first round, but for the most part, he wasn't your 101, 102 that he would be now if we knew what we knew. Or oh. If we, if we know what we know now kind of thing. <laughs> you would give the farm away for that guy right exactly. now. You know what I mean? Like, it's yep. different now. You know what I mean? But yep. you're right. You know, you you find these guys and – and and if you if you got him in that second round, it's because you were like, you know what, I'm gonna take a chance. Obviously, where he was drafted is definitely definitely the the most ideal spot for him in that offense. You know what I mean? It's it's fantastic. But you're right though. It's it's you find these. This is what we're here for. You know what I mean? This is what we're trying to do. That's what our goal here. A it's to have fun, but B it's to help you find these guys that we think are going to be like Kamara that you can find in these later rounds. And that's why we're touching on obviously the big guys, but we're also going to find you some guys that we do believe that are going to, you know, take it to the next level, but you can find them later in rounds. Exactly. Folks, we are very excited to be sponsored by, of course, the expand the box score. These guys are fantastic. I'm telling you right now, I would sign up at expandtheboxoffice.com just for the college football database. Stoops, how insane is it? It is unreal. Like some of these numbers, I mean, touches by yardage, you've got touches by field position. So you want to see how many touches someone has basically in the opponents, like basically in the red zone, you know, in their own zero to 20 yard line. You just want to see all these different numbers, their red zone production. I mean, you want to see some crazy numbers. I love Excel spreadsheets. I love figuring this stuff out. These these numbers blow away anything I've ever done. So if you want in-depth numbers, anything like that, you've got to check out this site. Yeah, for sure. Expandtheboxscore.com. Hit them up on Twitter at XTBboxscore. I'm telling you guys, check it out. It's fantastic. Guys, the next guy I'm going to talk about is Travis Etienne, the running back for Clemson. What 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 isn't there to good to say about this guy? I mean, really, guys, there there is a lot to like. He's truly a beast on the field. His numbers back it up. I'm very aware. Obviously, we're going to talk about running backs till we're blue in the face. But I'm telling you what, I I, I you know I'm a happily married man, Stoops, but I'm in love. I really am. Like, watching this kid's tape is truly magical. And one of the big things I love about him, okay, he's only 5'10". He's not, he's not super big, but he hits the holes like he's six foot three and 225 pounds. I swear to God, he does. Just watch his game tape. He never stops with the ball. He keeps his feet moving. He's capable of breaking tackles, pushes for extra yards. And I'll tell you what, when this guy is in space, it's truly phenomenal to watch. When he's gone, there's no catching him. And I was speaking about this earlier with Stoops. He's very, very Barry Sanders-like. He has the ability to cut on a split second and make a man miss and get those extra yards. It's truly magical, Stoops. I completely agree. And and whenever you had mentioned it, it's again, you know, we 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 compare kind of just out of out of nature. Um, I was trying to pinpoint like, well, who who does he look like? Who does he look like? And as soon as you said it, it just clicked in my head. Like that was the perfect comparison for me. The elusiveness that he has, the way that he's just able to, almost like he just as a ghost and just goes through people and then he's got open field. So I I completely agree with that comparison for sure. Yeah. It blows my mind. It blows my mind what he's able to do in space. It's really impressive. And, and do you know, to be honest with you, the one thing that I would love to see I talked about it a little bit earlier. I would like to see him catch some more passes. He's only got 17 catches in 28 games. It, it's not great. But I'm telling you, I, I feel like that that Debo and Clemson, they really need to start dialing up some some plays to get him out of the backfield and get him in space a little bit more. Don't you agree there? I, I, I just, I would love to see what he does in space by just getting the handoffs is truly magical. So could you imagine putting the ball in his hands 
you know, you know, flank him out at a wide receiver, you know, whatever, you know, run a screen and just let him do his, you know, just let him take care of business. Like, couldn't, couldn't you imagine how amazing that's going to look, though? That would look absolutely amazing. The reason I think they don't is that if you look at their receiving core, I mean, yeah, sure. Justin Roth, T. Higgins, they had Hunter Renfro last year, who, by the way, nobody, exp- you look at him off the field, you're just like, who is this guy? You know, but anyway, I thought you were talking. I thought you were talking about the San Diego San Diego Padres guy. You're not talking about the San Diego Padres guy. Might as well be. <laughs> no, but um, and then you look at their recruiting class, and I don't have the names or anything, but I mean they've got receiver lined up after receiver after receiver, so they just keep bringing them in. So I think that's the biggest reason he's not catching as many passes out of the backfield because they don't need him to. But again, to your point, if they make plays for him and get him the ball. It's it's game over. I mean, it's already game over. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the Clemson team is just unbelievable. But yeah, you give him the ball out in the open field like that, forget it. He's gone. Yeah, a few things that uh, really touch on it. Obviously, it, we touched on a little bit of the expand the box score website, but I got this other, some of the stuff out of the college database itself. Twenty six percent of his touches were inside the twenty uh, the inside the opponent's twenty yard line. Fifty seven touches uh, with you know with the fifty seven touches with sixteen of them being touchdowns. This man's a scoring machine. I mean, he just is. This team, obviously, they get down the field. Obviously, they get yards. But when they get inside that 20-yard line, they're giving it to this man. And he's going to score a touchdown. He's just, I, I, love the, I love the way he scores. I love the way that he's able to just bust through that line. You're right. And it's kind of funny you say that. He is like a ghost. Because you have these two. You just see him on tape. He just goes right in between these two big guys. And it could be his offensive lineman. And he just goes in there and then just out of nowhere, you see him and he's 30 yards down the he's 30 yards down the field. It's so impressive to watch. It's unbelievable. It's just it's amazing to watch. You know, there's always those talents in college, but when you see something like that, like it, it just it just blows your mind. Where do you uh, to be honest, I we talked about it uh via text message or whatever. You, you said you have he's your number one running back, right? He is my number one running back in the 2020 class, which, you know. They've got people have got Taylor, people have got you know J.K. Dobbins and and so on and so forth. But yeah, Travis Etienne, he's my number one in this 2020 class. Yeah, I, I think I think he's pretty solid as well. I, to be honest with you, this is look. I don't I don't really you know I don't get into the whole you know should you draft a running back you know top five whatever blah blah. But this is he, I think to me he's a shoe in first round pick, hands down in my opinion right now. Obviously barring injury et cetera et cetera. But we're talking about right this second. I would take him with a first round pick with no questions asked. And I don't think you'd be wrong by doing that one bit in my in my home league that I have. I actually I won the championship last year and I made a bunch of trades and I actually have four 2020 first round picks. And I'm very excited about it for one of two reasons. One, either so I could make the trades and get some, you know, talent for them or just draft a bunch of running backs. I don't know. So I'll figure that out when the draft comes. But I mean, I, I'm pretty pumped about that. Look, Steve, I mean, I, I, you know, you're a good guy. Uh, uh, unlike the fact that, you know, you are an Aggies fan. Other than that, but I mean, did you really have to throw in the humble brag? Oh, you know, the league I won, I won the championship and I got yeah. four first round picks. I had to throw that in there real quick. You know what I mean? I got my trophy right over here, actually. Oh, nice. Very nice. Very. I, I need you to tweet a picture about that later so that, you know, when we're, you know, when people listen to the show, they can just go right to that tweet. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Who do you got for us next, buddy? So the next guy that I've got here is what's his face? His, oh, you know, let's just keep talking about Clemson. <laughs> Why not, right? I've got uh, I've got T. Higgins over here. He um he's just an absolute stud on the field. You know, yeah, we've got Justin Ross, and you you already talked about his numbers. You got all of that. T. Higgins. People. Okay, nobody's forgot about T. Higgins. No, nope. they know him. They remember him. They're not going to forget him. 
But of course, Justin Ross being, in a sense, that new shiny toy, you know, everybody likes to pay attention to it. But T. Higgins, his numbers were, were, were phenomenal from last year. He had 93 targets, 59 receptions, 936 yards, 12 touchdowns. And in the red zone, you spoke to ETN being an absolute monster. ETN got more touches. Um, T. Higgins, he had 16 targets in the red zone, um, 11 catches, and eight of those 11 catches were touchdowns. Oh, God. When they throw him the ball in the red zone, he he comes down with it. He has such strong hands, and he is not a body catcher, which is huge. He catches with his hands. They're strong. He's good at creating separation, which gives him those red zone um, abilities to to catch all those touchdown passes. Good agility. I mean, it's just it's it's endless with him. He is all over the field. He's got intangibles. It's just unreal what he can do on that field and his numbers. And he was a five-star recruit coming out of high school. So he's lived up to that. He was the number two receiver actually behind Donovan people, people's Jones and Jerry Judy was actually right behind him at number three. So he's in great company. Um, Jerry Judy, obviously different conference. We'll talk about him later. I'm very, very certain of that, but he's living up to the hype with, with all these other guys. And he's actually a sense almost outproducing Jerry Judy. And in, in, in my opinion, I would rather have T T Higgins, but that's, you know, an argument for a later date. <laughs> um, but no, T Higgins is just absolutely killing it out on that field right now. Yeah. You know, the big thing that I love about this team, you know, with all these, the raw talent is we're talking about, we, we literally just talked about three different Clemson guys. Okay. Three raw, honest, honest to God, great prospects who are scoring machines all in one team. Like, this team is unbelievable. You know what I mean? Like, like this is normally when you're having this conversation, and obviously we will talk about Alabama guys in the future, but, like, mm-hmm. this is the kind of – it's nice to talk about other teams that are loaded. You know what I mean? Like, it's obviously year in, year out, Alabama's there. We know why they're there. They get the guys, period. You know what I mean? They do. But it's nice to see teams like Clemson step up and they get these recruits in here. And these guys are fantastic. Higgins, Ross, and Etienne, like, that's a – that's a that's a and I mean unless and throw in Lawrence you know what I mean that's a that's a you know a quad team like that's no business you know what I mean like that's some unto- unstoppable force in college football it's going to be great to see you know a full season of Lawrence Ross Higgins and eighteen all together next year for one team I don't see how anybody stops this offense next year and I completely agree I mean you, if they were able to do what they did last year and now with more experience together. I, assuming and again we always want people to stay healthy we never want injury but we We know what happens best of the best but they're gonna happen but i hope they don't because if this team stays healthy we could arguably see one one of if not the greatest in in i mean i'm sorry ncaa teams that we've ever seen the talent they have on offense the talent they have on defense the talent they have coming in and that's another thing is these true freshmen coming in whether it be offense defense it doesn't really matter that's the their training you know back in the high school days whenever they get to college they're already so ready that they just jump on the field they're ready to go so this clemson team can be the best team we've probably ever seen on the field they they have that kind of talent yeah it's it's insane to watch and, and it's going to be something to watch for next year and I, i'm just like i'm just salivating at the idea of this team you know marching down the field against every you know every single team next year it's, it's i'm just really looking forward to it and, and real quick, the last thing I'll say about the Clemson team as a whole is, uh, again, as I mentioned earlier, I was looking through recruiting classes and all that. I think it's the 2020 recruiting class, I think. The top four guys, two of them have already committed to Clemson. The other two guys, they're the 
the what's it called the um, the globe the magic ball or whatever they call it basically yeah. the prediction they're predicted to go to Clemson if that if they can get four top four <laughs> basically the top four recruits in that class that and they're all defense That's... it was two 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 uh, line um, defensive ends a defense defensive tackle and a linebacker if they get those four now you're talking about building that defense it's it's just scary what that what that team's doing. It, it, it really is, and it's something – it's exciting. You know what I mean? It, it, it gives you – like I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I mean, you know, it is a downside. I am a Tom Brady fan. I love Tom Brady. So hearing – complaining about teams winning, it's it's kind of, you know, not necessarily the, the sweetest thing in the world because, I mean, obviously <laughs> the Patriots continue to win. But, you know, it does – and especially I'm in, I'm, in, I'm in SEC country. You know what I mean? I'm in Tennessee. So that's all I get to hear about down here. I'm from, I'm, I'm from Pennsylvania. So, you know, all I have to hear about is how great the SEC was. When I grew up, all I knew about was, you know, Miami, Florida State, and, and Penn State, and Michigan, and all these guys were, you know, how great they were. But it's nice to see teams like Clemson just come in and really just knock the – I mean, they manhandled Alabama, you know, yep. they manhandled Notre Dame. You know what I mean? They just, they destroyed both those teams and it was very impressively and all the key guys on offense are back. You know what I mean? So I'm excited. It's just, I mean, I'm just, you know, like I said, I'm kind of oozy with excitement. And I, I just can't stop talking about these guys and, and I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to dive into my last guy and that's going to be Bryce Perkins. I'm, I, I love the dual threat quarterback. I mean, it's, and it's 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 something that's you know stepping up in the NFL. I mean, if you look at guys like Kyle Murray, he came out. Obviously, he's going to be a dual threat. I'm 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 beyond ecstatic to uh, see what's ahead for him because I think that offense is going to be fantastic to watch this year. But diving into his stats, I will say this: this is some of the things that I that I kind of pulled out. Was he had 923 rushing yards and nine touchdowns? Factor in that with his 25 passing touchdowns and 2,600 yards through the air. So we're looking at a little over 3,500 total yards and 34 total touchdowns. And that was year one. That's just year one as a starter for Virginia. That's that to me is impressive. Does he have room for improvement? I will not lie. Yes, he does. But I mean, he's got to he's got to get better against the, uh, uh, the against the bigger teams. He struggled really hard against Miami. He struggled really hard against Louisville. I can understand why there's questions surrounding this guy. Do I think that he's got potential? I really do. I, I really like he's really raw, and I think that he's got a lot to work on. But I will say this: if you watched as the season progressed, Stoops last year, he really, really got better as he as as he went on. He only threw two interceptions. He had a big three interception game against Miami. Huge. It was a disappointing. They got they just got murdered out there. But he threw two interceptions over the next seven games, including the bowl game against South Carolina. I really, really liked how he how he just matured kind of over the season and protected the ball a little bit more. Um there's a reason why he's right now in the preseason ACC player of the year voting. He was fourth. He's got talent and he's raw and he's got the tools to succeed. I think that he's talked about less because of you know guys like Lawrence, but I think that if he can capitalize on where he picked off, you know, left off in 2018, I think we're it's it's going to be exciting to watch Perkins in, in in this coming season. Stoops, I completely agree. And, and and to your point, looking at the stats, I mean that dual threat ability, like you said, is is becoming more of a. More and more of a staple on some of these these offenses in the NFL. So him having that ability to run while still you know getting better at the passing ability. I mean he had a completion percentage of sixty four point three. You want it to be better, sure, but that's honestly not that bad. No, like that's, not at all. that's pretty solid. Um, especially when you know you think most dual threat quarterbacks, oh they can't throw that well, but you know oh they're a quarterback so they do it. 
he's got the ability. It's there. And then just it just so happens he is able to run the ball. I mean, to rush for almost a thousand yards is, is phenomenal. That's um, and then, you know, to like you said, the touchdowns, I think it's just gonna go up from there. So definitely he is someone to keep an eye on. Um and, and there could be a place for him in the NFL. Will he be an immediate immediate starter? No, probably not. No. But it's one of those things where he builds, he builds, he just gets more experience and the sky's the limit for him. Yeah, I definitely think he's definitely one of those guys, uh, you know, you don't obviously you don't give up the farm for him or anything like that, but I think it's somebody that he's under the radar. You know, mm-hmm. if he goes to even if he's a backup, I mean this you know, in the NFL, you are injury away from being it. You know what I mean? Look at the guys like, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, he was like a, a, a nobody. He played basically five games and then he got paid a hundred million dollars because he stepped up and played well in those five you know, five games. You know, exactly. at any given moment, you've got an opportunity as a backup quarterback, and if he can prove himself, I really like Perkins. I'm really excited to see what he does in year two. Because I think if he steps up to the plate, and, and like you said, and that's one thing that I was going to touch on as well, 64% of completion ratio is pretty solid for a running quarterback. You know, not all running quarterbacks ha- have that. So if he capitalizes it and picks up where he left off last year, I totally see why we're going to head into a 2019, 20, you know, 2019 season and he's going to pick it up. I'm pretty excited about it. I completely agree. I'm, it's definitely exciting to see what's going to come out of that, that team and especially him. Folks, and that was the ACC. We tackled it today. I'm pretty excited about this. Next week, you can join us again. We're going to release these shows each and every Wednesday, um, you know, as, as, as much as we can as possible, obviously. Folks, check out the website, expandtheboxscore.com. Uh, again, expandtheboxscore.com. Check it out. Sign up. I'm telling you, there's a lot of great tools, a lot of great podcasts, a lot of great articles out there. I'm super excited to be on the ground floor with these guys. Stoops and I are excited as well. Um, check out the Twitter pages. That's uh, at XTBoxScore. And then, of course, check out my buddy Stoops at Stoops1990. And then you can follow myself as well at RickyValera underscore. Folks, if you've got any questions at all for our upcoming podcast, don't don't hesitate. Drop one of us a line. Stoops not ready to answer your questions. We're, we're excited to answer questions. Like, that's one thing that we were talking about. We were like, we really hope that we get some listener feedback about this stuff. We'd love to answer your questions. Again, drop us, any one of us a line. You drop the show a line. You can drop the, the website. You can drop Stoops or myself. And folks, thank you so much for tuning in. And we look forward to hearing, you know, we look forward to hearing from you. And until next time, we'll talk to you soon. Have a good one.